Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lipedema Patient Roundtable, sponsored by LymphaPress. We are so happy that you are logging on right now. We've got a great show for you. Always, our regular panelists bring their insights, their wisdom, and their inspiration, and in certain cases, their excellent hair. You go, pale ginger pear, looking really pretty tonight. But we also are talking about lymphedema awareness, because as we all know, lipedema and lymphedema are often linked. And an organization that is the champion for all lymphatic disorders and the patients involved is LEARN, the Lymphatic Education and Research Network. With us tonight is Bill Rapisi. He is the president and CEO of LEARN. So we are giving you a warm lipedema patient roundtable. Welcome, Bill. So nice to have you here. Oh, Brenda, thanks so much. Uh, as I said before, we actually went uh, live. Uh, for me, this isn't a matter of coming on as any kind of an expert. It's an opportunity for me just to learn from all these amazing people with stories to tell, organizations, things that they're doing. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear what everybody else uh, has to say and uh, how we can translate that, some of that through LEARN uh, to make even a greater impact. I love it because I think a lot of people, simply because the name LEARN, people automatically think of lymphedema, but you care about all lymphatic disorders. I mean, the umbrella covers a lot. Yeah, we are the Lymphatic Education Research Network. And uh, I think in the earlier years, I mean, lymphedema certainly got more press just because we were looking for something to latch onto that people actually had heard of. Uh, generally, if you mentioned the word lymphatics, uh, people even with lymphedema didn't consider lymphedema, lymphatic disease, there was no connection. Uh, so you're just kind of, uh, you know, screaming in the wind, uh, uh, trying to get a, a connection. Uh, but lymphatic anomalies, uh, the same thing. I mean, all of them and the whole continuum of diseases that are affected by uh, lymphatics, everything from uh, heart disease to uh, obesity, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, uh, uh, AIDS, et cetera, uh, all tie into the lymphatic system in one way or another. And we're out there to, to fight all of that. I love the way you phrase that, screaming into the wind. And... I just interviewed Bill, gosh, a few days ago, and you can see his interview. It's on Lympha Press's YouTube and website and on our social channels. And I was thinking about how, gosh, lymphedema was hardly recognized or diagnosed prevalently over a decade ago. And it seems like lipedema has been on a similar trajectory. May it become as well-known as readily diagnosed because how many of you on this round table tonight have felt like you were screaming into the wind for quite some time? Well, we're not screaming into the wind anymore. And we are recognizing all of you wonderful people out there, Lynette, Alana, Veronica Cineros is with us tonight. Oh, we just love you, Veronica. Nita Cluis, Lady Linda Woods, Marsha Black, all of our friends logging in from all over. If I didn't say your name, please do not feel left out in any way, shape, or form. We are going to introduce Bill to our panelists, and I'm going to start out with what's the one thing you learned since we last got together? So I'm going to start. I know. I'll, st I'll end with you, Jenny. Angelique Charles, the lippy butterfly. We're so glad yes. you're here with us, shining as you always do. Tell us what you learned. I will be honest. Right now, I am on a theme of stop, drop, and roll. Um, I feel like my life is on fire. And with everything that is in me, I keep trying to like pile more things on there. Um, I understand now, like I am sad. I am struggling to get through life. I'm struggling to maintain like stuff with my lipedema, with nutrition and all of that. And what I was trying to do in the beginning was like, I'm just going to get back on track. I'm going to get back on track. I'm going to stay on track. And that sometimes does not work. Sometimes you have to just go ahead and let go. You have to admit that you have piled on too much, that life has been like too heavy and you have to stop, reassess what it is that you're wanting, what your goals are. You know, um, you guys know I had a major life shift happen a few months ago and I really had to just take a moment and go, okay, what are my goals now? Because my day-to-day -day looked a complete looked completely different 
12 months ago than it does today. Um, but that's okay. It's okay to say my building's on fire. I'm going to have to just stop, drop everything and figure out what my You're next trajectory is. Can I just tell you that that is so, I'm going to take that with me. And I bet a lot of our viewers are too. I'm going to stop. I'm going to drop. And I'm just going to roll with it and give myself grace and give myself space. So well said, as always, Libby Butterfly, thank you for sharing that. You are the butterfly. All right. Pale Ginger Pear is one of our very special influencers. I met her, Bill, online. And I thought to myself, oh, she'll never answer my emails. She's got 80,000 followers. Meanwhile, now she has over 100,000 and shows up every month to offer her insights and wisdom to the lipedema population and all of our friends out there. So, Pale Ginger Pear, what did you learn this last month? Um, well, I started diving more into my whole food issue to figure out what's causing my inflammation. And I did a MRT raw blood work test. Um, it checks like the antibodies and all of that. And I was surprisingly her first patient that had no red or extreme reactions to food. I thought my list would be like all off the chart because everything bothers me, but I had a fair amount of yellows. Um, so I was kind of like mid range. So I am starting that whole thing. I'm kind of finishing up the food that's in my house because I can't really afford to like just not eat it. And it's stuff that the kid won't eat. <laughs> so I'm kind of finishing up um, some of the stuff I have here before starting the whole like removing stuff from my, I don't like the word diet, I guess just like food lifestyle or food list, which is very small. I eat worse than a five-year-old. I'm very, very picky. Um, but the hardest one for me is going to be corn because it is a big supplement in the gluten-free ingredients. And I didn't realize how much corn stuff I snack on until it's now in my mind. And I was like grabbing stuff during work today. And it was like, oh, I can't have the corn checks or the corn chips or the popcorn balls that I got that I saw on special for Easter. So it was like a lot of mm. things that I have to figure out. So that's kind of my newest little adventure. I, I had to crack up though, because this whole, let me eat everything that's in the refrigerator because I don't want it to go to waste. I have fallen into that trap and it, you know, it's really bad when there's well, it's all expensive gluten-free stuff. Yeah. And so I can't justify not right. eating I it. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> and we also want to talk about your time preparing. So everybody's saying, where is beautiful Susie Boshoff of lipedema.living tonight? She is recovering from lipedema surgery. She went out West with Dr. Jamie Schwartz. Yeah. PGP, you helped prep her for that surgery, and she is recovering tonight. We are sending lots of love to Susie's way with healing vibes and recovery. We appreciate you, Susie, and we want to talk about that recovery in a little bit, but I want to keep moving because, and, and I cannot wait till you hear what Linda Ann Kahn learned. Well, you know what? Let's just go. Linda Ann, you are all on fire because you went to a seminar that you said was sort of a game changer. It was. I've been in beautiful Sedona where it is so spiritual. We were in the vortexes. But most important, I was studying myofascial release with John Barnes. I did some other classes a few weeks ago. And it really, I believe, is a game changer for lipedema and Durkham's because the fascia is the scaffolding in the body. And as we have injuries and emotional traumas, the body starts to harden and stiffen. And we need to have everything flowing, like um, Angelique said, we want everything to be flowing and you want everything in the fascia to flow. And with lipedema and Durkham's, there are adhesions, there are lipomas, there are hard areas. So working with myofascial is, it's incredible at releasing and I could go on and on forever about it, but it's fantastic. So if you could find a myofascial therapist in your area would be fantastic. And John Barnes was the creator. 
He's 85 years old and he's the most spiritual man that I have ever, ever known. And the work is really magical. Wow, that's powerful statement. How in the world would someone go about? I mean, I guess it's just Google to find myofascial release. Yeah, myofascial release. And maybe we can have you do a presentation for us in the future, or we could talk about it at a research roundtable or something. That would be wonderful. So glad you're back with us, Linda. Okay, your posts at Lipedema Fitness. You had some really good ones. Plus you have a, a live coming up this Sunday, but I really liked your post. It was the three things you do for sciatica relief. What do you yep. do? And share it with anybody who may have missed that. Okay. So I had a sciatica flare up last Wednesday and it was, it's in, you know, the spine area and it pinches and you can go down either side. Mine goes down the right side always. And it wraps around your leg and goes down. So usually you'll start to feel it in your knee maybe first before it actually loosens up enough where you feel it, where it's being pinched. Mm. And so gentle stretching, um, the cat cow pose is really great when you can do that. And we showed some standing versions because I know a lot of people can't kneel. So we did post a couple of standing versions um, last Saturday when we went. And the biggest thing that I always like to, for me, it works really well, is a magnesium oil spray. I spray it on and literally it's like overnight, it just starts to feel better. So I went from Wednesday being so bad, I couldn't stand up straight to Saturday, I was able to get to the dojo and do some gentle stretching in the, and then I went into work today and it's, you know, I still feel it kind of here and there. So I'm still continuing to work on it, but you want to do some low impact walking, riding my bike is good. The, uh, the gentle stretching is actually my favorite because it really breathing into that area. I kind of turn it into like a meditation with my deep breathing. And then I try to put it put the air that I'm taking in into the space that's so tight. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Linda, Ann, do you have any insight about the magnesium and what is it about it? Well, magnesium helps with muscle spasms. And so it's really good. And you probably have a magnesium chloride spray. It's good to take magnesium internally as well, but it does help with that. And another thing to do for the sciatic is if you lined up on the bed and let's say your left, let's say it's your right sciatic. So you line up on the edge of the bed with your left leg, you take your right leg, you turn it, go it all the way over. So it's off the bed and you stretching in that sciatic because the piriformis muscle is there. And that can be very helpful. There's a few other yoga postures that I can't describe. I'd have to show you, which I can't do here. Uh, and fortunately, you're not asking me to do them either because there, there, there's no way. That would be happening, especially in this screen. Before I go to you, Jenny, and then I want to talk to you, Bill, about Lymphedema Awareness Month, which is what we're celebrating this month. We have a question from Holly Hope regarding myofascial release. Are there any cautions, Linda, that you are aware of for those with other connective tissue disorders like Ehlers-Danlos hypermobility? We actually, I brought that up. I asked that I asked that John Barnes many, many questions. When there is hypermobility as an EDS, you do have to be careful. There's certain movements that you cannot do. There's one where we actually take the leg or the arm and we stretch and we stretch and we stretch and then we slowly, slowly go all the way over. You just have to be very cautious with EDS. But mm -hmm. other than that, no. Um, Durkham's and other connective tissue diseases where there's a lot of um, hardness and trauma in the tissue it's it's the best thing to do I've already been incorporating it I'm back one day and I've already been incorporating it in with my patients excellent okay Jenny I gave you plenty of time <laughs> Jenny Bojean by the way for those of you who do not know is with lipedema and food sensitivities and mm -hmm. she has been standing in for our wonderful friend, Cheryl Skolage, who we send lots of appreciation to as well. And we miss her as one of the founding anchors of this round table. But Jenny, you have stepped in and you have been such a wonderful addition. What have you learned this past month? 
I, you know, and it's, it's always interesting. And as I said to you, you know, I always have to think about that because I'm not somebody who, who really spends a lot of time pondering things. Um, but, you know, I ran across a lot of people on social media this month with lipedema that were kind of new at it or were very much in a place where they hated their body. And I thought, I've been living with this freaking thing since I was a teenager, you know, so it's always, and not diagnosed till I was 59. So, you know, it's always been with me. And I, a long time ago, came to a point where I didn't spend a lot of time looking and hating what I looked like. And, um, you know, so it, it, I, I've had to do work on that too, also, because there are days when it's like, I hate that I can't do certain things, or I love that I can, you know, and then there's the movement that talks about just appreciate that your legs get you around every day. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, right. But I, it, it's kind of remembering to think about your body without judgment, mm. you know, not, not so much beating yourself up when you eat something that's not on your recommended list or whatever, because, um, you know, you've got to work off those extra calories, but instead, because I, Patty, as much as I love you and love lipedema fitness, and you know it, I really hate exercise, but in the past few years, because of you, I've really come to a point every day to appreciate having movement in my day deliberately because it energizes me. And that's different from doing it because I want to change the way I look type of thing. So it's really kind of been a, a recognition of the fact of, of that I don't go, you know, I try to focus on looking at things without judgment for myself on that. And, and Kara, I always think of it not as diet, but I think about it as way of eating. And I'm always very careful to use that. And I don't really have that word because we're doing things for a lifetime. You know, it's not shifting our focus temporarily to make a change. You know, we're doing it because we feel better type of thing. So, you know, so I, I think you're going to um, enjoy the changes over time. Hardest one for me was tomatoes. I had to give up tomatoes and, and potatoes. Um, and those were hard adjustments, but after three years, it's okay. Now it's kind of seamless. Interesting. And I love how it always is a tapestry at the round table because tomatoes might be bad for Jenny, mm -hmm. fine for Angelique corn mm -hmm. may not be right for PGP, mm -hmm. but don't dare take your corn from me. You know, we <laughs> have our different our bodies mm -hmm. are different. It's not one resolve, not one solution, not one quick fix for everyone. But the whole purpose of the roundtables, as you know, and if you're new, we welcome you. If you have been a longtime attendee, you know, we're here to offer patient insights so that you can see yourself and maybe get some ideas to help manage your condition. And it's all about awareness. And this is Lymphedema Awareness Month. And I'm interested in chat. Anybody who is here, do you have lymphedema in addition to lipedema? And anybody in chat as well, let us know if you have lymphedema as well as lipedema. Yeah, wow. So most of our panelists have have yeah. both. Angela Jones. Oh, Angela, it's so mm -hmm. lovely to know you're out there. We're sorry that you have both, but thank you for weighing in. Sandy Darley, Tori Johnson. Okay, so it is very often. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, the when I was first uh, received the diagnosis, it was first, um, I had about a cellulitis and I was in treatment for lymphedema. And my therapist turned me on to the Harvard Symposium that Bill spoke at was the first time um, it all kind of came together for me. So, and that was, it was so great to go learn there and to meet other people mm. along the way, but, you know, was really able to impact and reduce the, the impact of the lymphedema on my legs through therapy. So, yay. But yay. I love that you mentioned what a great, I, I couldn't have scripted that any better bill. Mm -hmm. So we are celebrating lymphedema awareness month, but there wasn't always such a day or a month. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a, a second, but if, if you'll allow me, uh, I, I'm kind of captivated by the conversations that have gone on uh, so far. We're pretty and, captivating, uh, Bill. 
Yeah, and, and I just want to say, I mean, one of the things that I, I, I so greatly uh, appreciate, when I first got into this field, one of the things I was struck with is this great level of stoicism on people's parts. And I found, you know, the problem was you, you end up in, in, in the land of stoicism where you really don't have any other choice and you just have to get through your day and through life, but other people don't quite understand what's going on with you. So you're not getting much support. But the problem for me was, yeah, but stoicism doesn't change the world. Activism does. So unless you're willing to get out there and actually use your voice to create change, uh, you're, you're just in, in, in a land of stasis. Um, one of the things that, you know, I guess bothers me most is you're kind of stuck in this patriarchal medical society that really takes a look at uh, diseases that affect women as really secondary and, and not really worthy of that much attention. Um, I think for doctors that need to be God, uh, too often the situation is, well, I got two choices. I can't help you. So either I'm not God or what you have isn't all that important. Let me think about it. Yeah, yeah. Choice number two. That's what it is. It really isn't all that important. So it leaves, has you kind of leaving the office like not only do you feel miserable, terrible on a whole variety of levels, psychologically and physically, but you know what? I'm going to take away from you even the idea that you have a right to feel that way. So you crawl back into yourself in a land of stoicism once again and, and don't even talk about it. Um, I produced, I used to, uh, Brenda knows I used to produce theater in New York for about 20 years. And one of the plays I produced was a play called Jody's Body. And it starts with a Zofstig woman who's probably, Jody was, or, or Aviva, I don't know, maybe around 300 pounds, uh, naked, posing in an artist studio at the beginning of the show. Uh, Gloria Steinem came to see the show and actually Gloria co-produced it for me when we moved it to a larger theater. But it was all about body image, et cetera. And it all took place in South Africa at the time of apartheid. And if the play finally ends, basically it's her jiggling her legs and, and recounting the fact that apartheid fell without a single bullet being shot. That apartheid had its claws into the earth, into the mines of, 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 of the earth, the gold mines, the diamond mines, et cetera. And yet it was able to break loose without a bullet. And then our next phrase was, there is nothing holding us back except our minds regarding our body image. Nobody's forcing it. Nobody's forcing us to feel this way. We have to break free of this ourselves and we have the power to be able to do that. Now it takes you to do that because society is doing everything you can to tell you, no, no, body image is all important. And one of the things that I find, we talk about lymphedema, we had a panel in Italy several months ago at the conference, five different people presented and they all had recorded or done their presentation separately. One thing came up with four of the five people and all was spoken about apologetically. And that was one of the things I feel terrible about is I can't wear clothes. But of course, that, that, that is something one shouldn't talk about because that, that is something that is uh, um, you know, superficial. And my sense is there's nothing superficial about any of that. Uh, it's one of the things Kathy Bates always said about her mother when her mother got lymphedema. The thing that bothered her most is she was a fashionable woman and now she couldn't wear clothes anymore. She didn't feel like herself. All that is so important. And yet there are so many things in society that are all telling us, no, it's not. You can't feel that way. And that isn't worthy, et cetera. And then I see all of you here with all these different organizations and things that you're doing and, and 100,000 people that you have uh, that are listening to you. And I think, wow, those days, those days are going away. But even still, I realize we're at a point that even still, I'm every day I'm meeting people who have had lipidema or lipidema for many, many years, and it's never been diagnosed. They've never known it. They're just getting introduced to it. Um, so that's the, the, the tragedy part of it, but we're moving so far away from that. Now, I, I got way off track. Uh, is, well, is where's, wait, how many of and, you are uh, glad that he got off track? But, <laughs> Because I know I am, and I loved that the conversation that preceded evoked such a response from you, Bill. That gives everybody a great feeling about the person that's leading learn, that you get it, and your line, stoicism doesn't change the world, activism does, drop the mic. That is powerful stuff. That's what all of these wonderful, amazing 
women at this table are doing, and that's what you are doing as well. And Angelique, is there something you wanted to say? Okay, Angelique is feeling it, and I'm feeling it. A lot of us are feeling it here, and I want to thank you for speaking to it, Bill. So I interrupted you, but there's lots of clapping going on in, in chat and a lot of people saying thank you. Well, this is amazing. I, I mean, I, I, I love meeting all of you and hearing that all of you are doing what you're doing. I, I told Linda before, I can remember the days when I'd ask people to become activists and they say, Bill, stop asking us. That's your job. And it's, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't have a lymphatic disease. I'm just an administrator. I mean, you, you're the ones that change the world. I mean, the people who change the world are the people from within the groups that are demanding change. I mean, if you don't have the Martin Luther Kings of the world, that, that's where racial justice comes from, not from some white guy who comes around and supports it afterwards. You know, you need Gloria Steinem is making the change when it comes to women's rights. It was the Harvey Milks that were, you know, when it came to uh, gay LGBT rights, et cetera. Um, and that's what you guys are, 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 are doing. I'm just a sideliner kind of listening and pushing from my angle. Um, learn, of course, we deal with lymphatic diseases as a whole, and we've gotten some incredible breakthroughs this year. Uh, one of them with the National uh, Institutes of Health. We've really been pushing for them to establish a national commission on lymphatic diseases. Uh, we need to see them put a lot more money into research. They've been very feeble in the kind of money that they've actually put into this field. And we got it. We got Congress to push for it. They're doing it and they're starting the commission. And another place that I hope really helps when it comes to lipedema as well, is we've been fighting for the Department of Defense, which has a $370 million a year research budget to include lymphatic diseases in their list of diseases that could be studied. Up until now, that's been verboten. Congress has a list of 50 diseases they put on the list. Only those diseases that they can show impact military people and their families uh, uh, can get included. This year, Kelly Bell, big hero, who was on every call with every legislator with me, like about 70 of them, to make this issue, uh, and we succeeded. And now there are grants flooding in applications for this 370 million for both lymphedema and for lymphatic diseases. They put both of us on this list of only uh, 50. And we also have centers of excellence and the uh, uh, diagnosis and treatment of lymphatic diseases around the world. We have 50 of them. Lipedema is part of the profile of what they have to be expert at as well. So there are places that you know that you, can, you, know, you can go where you won't be turned away because you don't fit into the narrow silo of services that some institution says, yeah, we do lymphatic diseases. Well, except you. If you had this, we'd help you, but otherwise we're not interested. That's not good enough. I mean, you, you need to know you can go places and it's up to them to find the care that you need, uh, either within their own institution or with uh, allied institutions. Uh, Brenda asked me, you know, regarding uh, 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 World Lymphedema Day. Um, yes, I will just briefly say to that, uh, it actually were people with lymphedema who came to me many years ago and says, you know, it's great that we, we talk about awareness and there's an awareness day. Uh, but one thing I began to notice as well is uh, in every other country, some had it, some didn't, some were picking different days, different months. And uh, I can see we were losing the ability to uh, really focus in the way that we have World AIDS Day and we have World Diabetes Day. Um, and at first I said, well, what do you think? We need a World Awareness Day? And uh, this individual from Canada said, no, Bill, we need more than awareness. We need a cure. And that's why I said, World Lymphedema Day? Yeah, great. So we got passed in New York State. I took it to Senator Schumer and Senator Grassley. Uh, they took it to the floor of the US Senate. Uh, it was passed by a resolution that I got to write there. So, you know, that was a great honor. And now it's just celebrated all over the world. And it was uh, really thrilling to be asked to do a presentation by 23 lymphedema uh, advocacy groups in Europe uh, for me to do a presentation to the Swedish Minister of Health. Sweden is president of the European Union, uh, the commission this year. And so they wanted me to present to them uh, with their manifesto of demands regarding research, treatment, et cetera, uh, because things are the same in Europe. If you think it's, you know, they're, they're, they're having a better time of it. They're struggling the same way all of we are here as far as getting the services uh, uh, that they need and the attention. So uh, when I see people in uh, hospitals in Taiwan doing a 50 mile bike ride uh, uh, for lymphedema over a course of four different days and posting every day what they're doing, it's amazing. Every continent, there was something going on. Uh, this is uh, a, a real tribute to, um, okay, I got to play my role in just being a spark. I guess, you know, you need, 
there was all this kindling wood and Learn has gotten the opportunity here and there, like other groups too, to be that spark, to just kind of kick off what you bring to the table, not what we can, we're a very small team. Um, so it, it's extremely exciting to see what's uh, what's going on. And oh, now I'll be your, quiet. <laughs> your excitement is palpable. I mean, for our viewers and for the panelists and the patients out there, I would really recommend going to the Learn website because it is a, it's rich with information, webinars, education. Your URL, Bill, is? Lymphaticnetwork.org. Lymphaticnetwork.org. And last year we did do, we worked a lot with lymph, uh, Catherine Sayo and Lymphedema uh, Simplified, and they actually did six full months worth of symposiums for us uh, last year, all of which are on the uh, website uh, as well. Um, are, they, that, are they free of charge to every, access? Everything in LEARN is free. Excellent. Uh, we made that decision a long time ago. Uh, the board of directors, somebody said, you really should be charging. And the board said, there's too much suffering in the world. Everything is free. If we can do it, it's free. So uh, you'll, you'll find all these uh, resources available to you. Uh, oh, that's um, great no charge. Excellent. So we've got, thank you, Bill. Gosh, we're so glad that you joined us. And by the way, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to talk to us, we're, we want to listen. We have only, we, we've zipped through the first half hour of the Lipedema Patient Roundtable. This is our last roundtable before the FDRS Fat Disorders Resource Society Conference. And PGP, tell everybody what you're going to be speaking about. So I am speaking on what I kind of called the roller coaster to relief. Um, so the up and down of my lipedema journey that started very, very young. Um, I mean, they my childhood nickname was Squeeze or Squeezer because they used to pass me around as a baby and say, you have to squeeze her thighs. And so that my, my life literally started out being focused on my thighs and has continued um, throughout the 40 some years here. So I'll be talking about the ups and downs and all of that on Sunday. Sunday morning, it is going to start off with, I think you are the first speaker or one no, of them? No, I'm okay. the, I think I'm the third. So we don't know, how many of you out there, let us know if you're attending FDRS in person or online. I've seen the list of speakers. The lineup is amazing. It is going to be so jam-packed and I'm honored because I get to speak on Sunday as well. And I'm going to be talking about settling your worth, which to me is an issue. I don't care if you have lipedema or you don't. It's something I've had to wrestle with. Someone once said to me, Brenda, you should call it knowing your worth. And I said, nope, because I had to settle it. And it was a wrestling match. And it didn't just happen. I didn't just wake up one day and know my worth. It was through lots of pain and turmoil and Finally, I had to hit the mat and say, I am going to love myself, which is what conclusion I hope we all can come to. And my goal, because I realize I am not a lipedema patient, but I have great love for you. And I am hoping to just inspire and together we can. And Angelique, you're smiling. I can't hear you. I'm excited. I can't wait to see you all. I can't wait to see um, the audience who are coming as well. Casey, I see you out there. Like, I cannot wait to see you and hug you. Um, like, this is going to be exciting. The people that are um, attending online, um, we have ways of communicating with you guys. And so that's really fun, too. I can't wait to just have the whole experience. And the doctors are always so amazing to talk to. So this is exciting. I'm getting ready for it. Also, with that being said, though, I know that there's still women out there that are struggling with trying to figure out how they can attend. And it is possible. Um, you guys know that I've been talking about travel for us for quite a while now. So if anybody would like to reach out to me, and we can just discuss your situation and ways that you um, can get out to the FDRS conference, feel free to hit me up and we can just have a discussion about it. And for those of you that can't attend in person or online, we'll be talking about it and talking about it. We will make sure you get whatever we can give you 
because it's all about us linking arms and just knowing that you're not alone. And I did ask Angelique, I'm putting you on the spot here and I'm not going to make you sing, but I did ask her to end my session with a song. So come on, that's reason enough to attend. Bill, every now and then Angelique will sing for us and she has a voice of an angel. That's probably why she's called Angelique. And so <laughs> it's always extra special when she can bring her talents to the table. I appreciate and love you, Angelique, so much. Okay, what else? I've got a patient story that I have got to read because let us not forget that Lymphopress is the sponsor of the Lipedema Patient Roundtable. And we actually have in our organization a Teams channel and we post patient success stories there because we want to remember the why we do what we do. And why do we do what we do for all of you? We want your life to get better. So this was posted in the channel. A lipedema patient received her Optimal Plus and lympha pants. She said, I am blown away. Now she can only pump once a day for one hour because of her work schedule. But she said she saw results the very next day. If she, I love this part. You're going to love this part. If she pumps before she goes out on a Friday night, her mobility is better. Her legs aren't heavy and she can dance. Now, <laughs> come on. Is it, don't we want everybody to just be able to dance and have a good time? She said before she could not because of the weight of her legs and she wore shorts for the first time in years. And so it's, it's results like that, that keep us doing what we do. We believe in offering the Lymphopress pumps and garments to manage your condition. And we believe in supporting the community through our round tables. And I have to say, some people still don't know what the round table does. And I would love to bring back to my coworkers at Lymphopress what the round table means to you. Do you all mind just sticking a note in chat and letting me know? so I can bring it back to my coworkers. That would mean an awful lot. Let's go back to some questions here too. Mary Coleman asks, and maybe Linda Ann, you could speak to this. Is it common for your creatinine and bun levels to fluctuate? Did I butcher saying that? Yeah, I have not heard that those are the levels for the kidney, but I was reading in the chat and I saw somebody else said that she has that as well, but I have not heard that in lipedema patients before that doesn't mean it's not but those right. are kidney levels right okay so that's the best we can do for you right now but thank you for the question mary kathleen glass okay she asked a, a question that sort of touches my heart here how do we stop the continuing growing of the lipedema i have been doing strict keto and eating supplements and swimming and walking with no weight loss and you know what we always tell people at lympho press is our goal for the outcomes is reduced pain and increased mobility. Many patients do see a reduction in size, but that's not the primary goal. But this mm -hmm. is a question that speaks to every lipedema patient's heart. And I would love to yield to the patient panelists and ask for some words of encouragement for Kathleen Glass. Would anybody like to jump in? Not all at once. <laughs> Go ahead, Angelique. Um, I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about the tapestry of our group and how um, there's a everybody does something a little bit different. Um, I think that what she said was like you know she adheres to a strict keto diet. Sometimes I know for me keto didn't necessarily mm -hmm. work so well for me. I needed something that was a little bit different. So my thing would be to not give up. It's so easy to get stuck in a rut, especially when we felt like we've tried everything. Like we've tried weight loss surgery in my um, case keto, the six-week diet, the six-week body makeover, and this, that, and the other, but our bodies are so unique. There might just be that one little thing that, um, just a little switch that could change for you, but also, you know, I, from meeting everyone last year, one of the things that I had to just kind of wrap my mind around is that we are who we are, that size of our thighs without major mm -hmm. debulking 
really just might not change. It, it, there's a possibility that those thighs are going to be big. Those hips are going to remain huge. And there's, um, as Dr. Bill was saying, or sorry, Bill was saying, um, we need to appreciate who we are mm -hmm. and, and what our bodies can do. I, I love that Patty um, goes about strengthening her body in whatever shape it is. If we get smaller, we get smaller. Um, if we get stronger, we get stronger. If we have reduced pain, um, we can live mm -hmm. a little bit happier. But sometimes we have to just, you know, continue to think outside of the box as far as what we're eating, as far as what we're putting into our bodies, as far as what our routines are, changing up the routine, sometimes just a little bit of a switch in your exercise can change up some things. But also accepting that we're big hippie dyed ladies and we're beautiful the way that we are. We are the way that God created us to be. Um, and if your thighs never change, you're still going to be a beautiful woman. Hear, mm -hmm. hear. No, who wants to follow that up? I know, you know, and, and I think what occurred to me right off the bat was, and you see it once in a while out there that people talk about the NSV, the non-skill victories, because with lipedema, that number doesn't move and it's okay. You know, dismantling the fact that it's, you've got to lose the weight. It's, it's looking at yourself without judgment, but focusing on non-scale victories, you know, do you feel better? Just what Angelique was talking about, you know, um, does, does what you're doing make you feel better? If it doesn't toss that out and try something else, you know, and look at the different ways that things change subtly, you know, um, I think is so important, but really knowing that you're enough as you are right now. You know, and I just speak as far as the, uh, the, the, the community of women here. I, I mentioned the play Jody's Body uh, before that I'd done. Mm -hmm. And the play ends with uh, the actress is uh, wearing her sarong on stage and jiggling her legs back and forth. Ah, not so bad. Hey, old girls, mm -hmm. etc. After the show, these two beautifully dressed, thin as a rail women came up mm -hmm. to meet her and started crying and neither of them would stop crying. And they began telling the stories of how they had struggled with weight loss, with, with all the things as far as body shaming and what they should be, et cetera. And you realize it's not just about lipedema, lipedema. I think women as a whole in our society are all dealing with this issue. So there's a community of you far beyond those that happen to have a lymphatic disorder or a fat disorder, et cetera, society-wide you're dealing with this issue of body shaming of how you should look. My God, you see a celebrity gains a couple of pounds, suddenly the, the internet lights up, like how dare you? Somebody loses a few pounds, the internet lights up. Unfortunately, the internet is always lighting up over everything. That, that's rather disconcerting. But um, you know, I appreciate what you people go through, but you're not even, your community is, is so large in this regard in dealing with this whole issue of body shaming and uh, uh, mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of leading the way. And I think we'll be, you know, a lot of the leaders for the rest of uh, uh, society as well, not just those within the lymphatic community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Linda Ann, you wanted to weigh in as well. So I wanted to say something because don't forget that lipedema, it's inflammation. There's an inflammation at the base of everything. So for the question that was asked to try, I'm sorry, my dog's there try to make sure that what you're having is not causing that inflammation. It's a fire within the tissues. So make sure of that. And also with the food sensitivities, if you find out what foods you are sensitive to, that sometimes can make a big difference. You may be eating very healthy foods, but maybe one thing that you're eating is, is not, you're not allowing you to stop growing. I had a patient reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn the other day. I hadn't seen her for years and she was a lipedema patient, originally referred to me by Karen Herbst when she was here in San Diego. And the last time I'd spoken to her, she told me she'd put on 150 pounds. It was awful. She told me now she's lost 100 pounds. She discovered that when she stopped eating chicken, everything changed. So you have to find out what the food sensitivities are mm -hmm. for you. 
And then I agree with everything to be at peace with what is, because mm -hmm. I know I'm never going to have beautiful legs and it's okay. <laughs> Chicken. I remember hearing my friend Kelly Maynard say she ate a scallop or was it Cheryl mm -hmm. Scolage and Cheryl. five, Cheryl. Pounds. five yeah. pounds from a scallop. It's like, mm -hmm. so we don't know, but there are food sensitivity tests if you go mm -hmm. to the site, Lipedema and Food Sensitivities, they have some links that you can go on. Or if Jenny, you can plop one mm -hmm. in the chat, that would be great. I am mm -hmm. so inspired by chat. You know, you're wonderful that you show up and that you just, I hope all of you who log on know that you say the round table means something to you. You mean something to us. Isn't it true, Patty, when we read these notes in chat, it's like, oh, this is why we're doing this all the time. And you had an inspiring post that talked about, I can, I can ride. And you talked about the words we say to ourselves. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yep. This is my Peloton lady, Christine. She does, uh, for lymphedema awareness, we're doing a Sunday ride at 2 p.m. And she has a mantra that's, I am, I can, I will, I do. And the first week was, I am. And it was so emotional because you start by saying, I am, and you listen to the words that come into your mind about what you feel. And then you, it's all about self-talk. And then you take out the negativity of what you just said. So same statement, but take out the negative. And then you retrain. Last week's was I can. And it was so empowering. I got off my bike and I was just like, ah! <laughs> and my girlfriend Veronica's on. Um, she does the ride with me every week for lymphedema awareness. And it's just so powerful. And it was the same thing. You say the words, I can, and then listen to what comes up. And so I think these rides are ramping up. So I think by the end of the month, we are going to be on fire. That makes me want to do the exercise. So it's, I am, I can, what are the others? I, I will, I do. Mm -hmm. And her name is, if you actually, I think her website is, I am, I can, I will, I do, but it's Christine Durko. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you would really love her because she does a whole thing outside of Peloton that's about self-talk. And she's a world-class cyclist. I mean, she is just so amazing and just, well, I like her because she likes the harder rock songs too. So I kind of follow her for those. <laughs> But these have, the, the songs have no words. These are all very empowering and moving. And it's really about what she's saying. And it's kind of like a meditation on your bike. It's, it's just quite amazing. Can I ask our participants in chat and in the panel to think about the I am, I can, I will, I do. And even just pick one and put it in the chat or say it here. I think that the self-talk thing is just so important for all of us because it doesn't matter, male, female, lipedema, not whatever, young, old, we all have to manage the real estate between our ears. And that can be the battleground for so many of us with limiting self-beliefs or chatter that it's almost like we try to talk ourselves out of trying to forestall rejection. We don't wanna put ourselves out there. And that's why I applaud every one of you at this round table, because even knowing that you might face rejection. You put yourselves out there. This is bravery. This is courage. And where do you get courage from encouragement? Right in the center of it, just like the inside of an Oreo cookie. All right, maybe bad analogy. You get courage from encouragement. 
And that's what we are all about here at the round table. So with that, we've got about 10 minutes left. Thinking back to the I am, I can, I will, I do. I'm hearing and seeing in chat. I am grateful. I am a warrior. I am willing to be open. These are powerful words. Ah, Victoria says, I am love. PGP, you wrote a beautiful poem recently. I think it was one of your latest posts about this is lipedema. Do you mind finding that on your phone and reading that for us too? Because it was about accepting. Just, you know, I sort of want us, Bill, sorry, we get a little warm and fuzzy here. I a little. <laughs> a little, right? I feel like I want to just do this. And I want us to give ourselves a big hug. And boy, that I am happy. I am love. I can. I am. I will. I am a warrior. I am strong. I am powerful. I am. Sometimes you got to just talk to yourself, don't you? Uh, Louise Hay said it best. She said, you'd have been criticizing yourself for years. How's that working out for you? Why not try approving of yourself and see how your world changes? Mm -hmm. And that is what we are all about. Francine says, I am resilient. Sandy Darley says, I am joy. Casey says, I am thriving with lipedema. I think it's awesome. By the way, we do have a question. Little side journey here. Hey, how do I get a lymphopress? <laughs> we love that <laughs> question. That's my favorite question please email me bviola at lymphopress.com and I will connect you with your local representative. PGP, are you ready to read for us? Um, I'm not sure exactly which one you're talking about. Was it the lymphedema ones or the lipedema one? Doesn't matter. Okay, well, this Whatever is the one, one that- you want to read. It was really good. <laughs> okay, so this is the one that I like the best. So we'll go with this one. So this is pain and an insane amount of inflammation. This was being dismissed by many doctors. This was judgment and being treated like I was less than human at times. This was knowing something needed to change, but that someone had to believe in me. This was finally being heard. This was finally being believed. This is relief. This is not feeling like my legs could pop. This is now oddly and sadly getting respect I always should have received. This is working multiple jobs to make surgery happen. This is powering through surgery and recovery after surgery and recovery times seven. This is not giving up on myself. This is proving that I was right. This was medically necessary for me. This should be celebrated as the before, during, and present has not been easy. This was and still is lipedema. Anybody want to weigh in on what the, I know, Jenny, aren't, she, aren't you, I'm, I got all the feels. Bravo, says Nita Clewis. Okay, yep. April's crying. Can we do it? The, uh, uh, I, I was a managing director of the National Theater of the Deaf. We, 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 we would do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, jazz hands. Jazz hands mm -hmm. work in this situation. You know, you're a beautiful, you do, I, can I speak? You do beautiful poetry, pale ginger pear, and you have a gift for expressing yourself beautifully. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing your gift. I cannot wait to hear your speech at FDRS. Oh, are we all going to be like in the front row? Like, I definitely, hope so. totally. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're doing so. our final roundup here with final words, takeaways. What do you want to leave our audience with? I'm going to start with Jenny, Patty, Linda, Angelique, PGP, and Bill, you get the last word. And somebody remember the order I just said. Jenny, go. I am joyful. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think my takeaway, dismantle the negativity about yourself. And I will be making positive statements, not focused on looks as I meet people. And that I think is going to be harder than you think. Because whenever you say hello to somebody, you're like, you look great. I'm going to focus on something internal for everyone. I love that. I love acknowledging people's energy mm -hmm. and how they shine, you know, mm -hmm. whenever, it, Patty, you don't even have to say a word, but you just shine. 
Okay, <laughs> who was next? Who I said Jenny, then who was next? I think it was me. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm going back to what I said at the beginning of the year where I'm internalizing the songs that I gravitate towards and directing them at myself. So I'm the one singing and I'm the one I'm singing to. Mm. Wow. I know. And by the way, you have a live this Sunday. Yes. It is the 19th at 3 p.m. And 3 p.m. because we have our 2 p.m. I will ride. (laughs) (laughs) So we got pushed back an hour till 3 p.m. And it's going to be about the GLP-1 weight loss medications and how they're affecting lipedema. Ooh, mm-hmm. I know that's a hot topic. Thank you so yeah. much, Patty. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Okay, I think Angelique, you're next. Linda's next. Our takeaway from you, wonderful Linda, we love your gracious spirit that you bring to every roundtable and your insights. So what I want to say is Bruce Lipton wrote a book called The Biology of Belief, and I had the privilege of being in a lecture with him several months ago. Every thought, every emotion that you have is affecting every cell in your body. Make them good thoughts, make them positive thoughts, make them thoughts of love and know that you are loved and you are beautiful. I'm letting that one sink in. That one landed. Thank you. They're all landing tonight. Angelique, are you next? Yes. Now it's my turn. <laughs> um, right now I'm on this thing of lipedema is something that is affecting my body, but lipedema is not who I am. Like I've gotten so enamored with lipedema where it is like every second of like waking of every waking moment. And and I find myself telling people about my lipedema before explaining even that I love the Lord or giving my testimony of coming out of a nursing home. It's, I focus on lipedema first, but I'm starting to get myself to understand that even though lipedema is affecting my body, it affects the way that I walk, but it doesn't have to affect my every single part of my being. I can be Angelique, the person who loves to sing outside of lipedema. I can be the person who worships God outside of lipedema. I can focus on my lipedema. The way I compartmentalize everything else, I feel like right now I need to compartmentalize lipedema. It's something that I treat. It's something that I work on, but it's not who I am. And I am Angelique, and I'm still working on becoming more of me, but with lipedema, not being lipedema. Mm-hmm. All that. PGP? Yeah, I was just going to say that I am more than lipedema. Mm-hmm. It's not like who I am. It's a part. It's something I have to deal with. It's something I have to maintain and manage, but it's not me. I'm still Kara who's been the talkative one since a small, small child. Um, Yeah, like that, who I am hasn't changed through the worst of my lipedema, through surgeries, through recovery, like the core of who I am hasn't changed. And I hope people see that, that have been like following along that like, but Susie did say to say that she misses everybody. She loves us all. And that she is in the recovery suite and will keep us updated. So she had a tummy tuck for lipedema removal with Dr. Jamie Schwartz today. So we look forward to getting an update from her next month and wishing her a speedy recovery. Thank you for sharing PGP. And I promised that our guest, Bill Rapisi, would have the last word. Bill, thank you for being at our roundtable tonight. Yeah, awfully generous of you to have me here, uh, really. And uh, one thought that comes to mind, one of the things I found myself saying a lot, uh, and we kind of use it as a catchphrase at Learn, uh, certainly in my early years, but that is, you, you can't win a fight, you don't join. And I found if you keep everybody isolated, as I said, people get pretty good about being stoic about what they're going through themselves. But when you see somebody else suffering, 
the warrior in you comes out for the other. It's just the human nature, the way we happen to be. And that's what I see, which is so enlightening. I see all of you doing. You are not just fighting for yourselves. You're fighting for one another. And I think that brings out a, a special ferocity on your parts to create change. But it's true. I mean, you, you can't win a fight you don't join. And you guys have all, you've all joined that fight and you're bringing others into it. There's no losing it. The numbers are on your side. Uh, you just have to keep up that momentum. So, uh, I mean, thanks, thanks for letting me kind of join and be part of this. I, I, I kind of love this energy and uh, really have so much admiration and respect for all, uh, all, all that you're doing and uh, hope that Lauren lives up to your expectations. You become members with us and kind of fill us in on what else you need uh, for us to do uh, in this uh, journey together. So mm -hmm. thanks, Brenda. Oh, thank you. I think thank I didn't you. know exactly what to expect. I hoped that you would feel comfortable to share. I'm so grateful for your candor and your passion. Thank you for being such an amazing leader for such an important organization. And to all of you amazing people out there, this has been a very special night. I always think, oh, can we do it again? And we can, and we keep, you know why? Because you all bring you and you're amazing and your insights and your chat and your heart and your hope and your I am's. I will end with this from Dawn, who is a first timer to the round table. Dawn, you'll be back. And she <laughs> says she's feeling blessed to have been able to participate. She said what Bill shared was so inspiring. And I began to feel hope. It has been a long time since I have felt hope. And so that is why we do this. Lympha Press and all of us want you to know you are not alone. And it is the privilege of our lives to link arms together. Everybody have a beautiful night and we'll see you next month or at FDRS. Bye. <laughs>